Hi, and happy Friday. The sun is shining. I hope you guys are having um, a lovely day. Really, really enjoyed just feeling the energy in the group. There's been a lot of pour over soups. Um, I'm really enjoying you guys trying out the recipes. If you try anything out, I can't tell you how much joy it gives me when you send me a photo of your food. So I don't mind how you do that. Tag me in Instagram. Um, just send me a photo via the app or in a group if you're in a group chat. Just, you know, however you can get it to me, it brings me a lot of joy. And I suppose the reason why is because I do really feel like if you have a fat loss goal, sometimes you just go the wrong way about it and you stop thinking about recipes and maybe you stop thinking about more and you start thinking about kind of minimizing your diet and eating less and what you should be restricting and i just love the magic when you realize that the magic actually lies in thinking about what you need more of how can you make your meals more nourishing, more delicious, more satisfying? Because when you do that, when you get that mental shift and you dish up some food, hopefully using something like the plate method, and then you look at that plate of food and you think, how could I improve this? How could I make it better? It actually makes sort of compliance with a slight energy deficit so much easier because you're really thinking about prioritizing your vegetables. You're thinking about um, sorting out sort of protein centric meals. You're thinking about that shizzle or that drizzle. So if you haven't visited the recipe um, document yet, you will find it in your files. And at the beginning, I go through exactly what the plate method is again. And just that thought process of having a quarter plate of lean protein, quarter plate of complex carbs, half a plate, so kind of abundance of green, leafy, non-starchy vegetables, thinking about that drizzle or sprinkle of fat, because fat is flavor. And then wondering about that shizzle, how can you shizzle things up? Can you squeeze on some lime, lemon, chop up some fresh chilies, get some pickled ginger? What can you do to kind of take your bowl of food or your plate of food to the next level? And I haven't done any research on this, but I really think if you have sat down and not stood up and actually enjoyed a really kind of mindfully put together plate of food, you are scientifically a hundred million times less likely to be seeking different food out sort of come an hour after lunchtime because you're going to feel satiated because you've got the right balance you're going to feel satisfied and you're going to feel like you've really nourished your body and i think sometimes if you've just had like i don't know some kids leftovers or some um a couple of slices of dry toast or butter toast it's not surprising that when it gets to kind of like an hour, hour and a half after lunch, that you are starting to kind of squirrel around and look for something else. Even if you're not physiologically hungry, there is that feeling that you just haven't quite satisfied yourself with your meal. So being more mindful, thinking about coming from that place of love, wanting to nourish your body better is just absolutely fantastic. Today's podcast, in case you're wondering whether to hang around and listen, it's going to be a lot about issues or questions or queries that have come up during check-ins. And the first thing I want to talk about 
um, is my fitness pal and i'm just wondering if you are using my fitness pal there is a hundred percent nothing wrong with that and i really do believe that there is a place in life for all types of tools and i just think you need to know and reflect whether you're the type of person who can use these tools well and healthily with a great healthy mindset or whether some of these tools might be derailing you and i'm just wondering if my fitness pal might might be making you hungry and I always do encourage people, if it isn't too um, triggering, to maybe use my fitness pal just for a couple of days. And the reason why, and it actually came up in the um, new resetters group this week, it can be really surprising when you put what you would imagine, uh, well, it's, it, it is a very healthy bowl of food, through my fitness pal, what numbers can come up. And it's a little bit of a revelation about how all of these healthy foods, so whether you're creating like a poke bowl or an amazing um, overnight oats recipe, that the little things that you're adding in that are all very healthy, so abundant with micronutrients, you know, really good for your health, but possibly could be um, derailing your fat loss. So on that note, it probably is quite sensible. If you've got meals on repetition, it can be quite handy just to double check in on your measurements and check that you are getting your intake aligning with the goal that you've chosen. And I would say if you've gone with the plate method and you're getting results, you are just doing everything beautifully and maybe don't interfere with that nice, natural, harmonious balance. But if you are getting stuck and probably the leaner you are, the more likely it is that you might need to start kind of just again checking in and recalibrating portion size i wouldn't recommend doing it loads of times i would actually just recommend doing it for kind of a repetitive meals that you might have like overnight oats and then when you realize what the portion size um, you desire is so you've kind of realized that you want to spend around 500 calories and you want to hit maybe 40 grams of protein with your overnight oats just play around with my fitness pal and kind of notice you know what amount of oats would you be adding kind of are you going to be using a lighter milk like maybe coconut milk um having a look at your protein powder some protein powders come in around 100 calories per scoop um again just looking at how things are building up i would say it's really sensible to have a breakfast around 500 calories i think particularly if you're going to go straight through then to lunch it's a really nice amount so you're looking for kind of a nice foundation. Again, if you're not very hungry at breakfast time, it might be that you make your oats lighter. But whatever you've decided is your recipe, my recipe is obviously in the recipe book, you can then just tweak things around to make sure it's aligning with your goal. Um, because I have actually, and it was quite shocking, if anyone's got any Joe Wick's uh, cookery books, if you go through some of his overnight recipes, I think, I think I found one that was about a thousand calories. It, I think it was like 70 grams of protein too. But you have to remember that just because somebody puts out a recipe that's healthy, that's full of all the good stuff, it doesn't mean it's going to align with your goal. And you might need to tweak things because your goal is maybe different to the person who posted up that recipe. 
um, you might have different activity levels to the person that posted up that recipe, which is why when you're going on this journey of learning how to feed yourself better and nourish your body better, you do need to have a bit of a nod towards portion size. And it can be really like simple switches. So again, if you are using a teaspoon of peanut butter, unless like you're literally leveling it off, it's not a teaspoon, it's much more likely to be more like a tablespoon. So sometimes getting a little bit more precise with your measurements, just again, if you're noticing that you're, you're maybe not getting the fat loss that you were hoping for it could just be that you need to just check back in with your portion sizes don't take away any of the good stuff but you just need to make sure that you're using something to consistently measure i'm a big fan of using things like a shot glass or a small egg cup for measuring out 25 grams of nuts again it's shockingly small amount of nuts is 25 grams but again unless you are um, really wanting to spend a lot of energy on these kind of small healthy snacks, just recalibrating, checking in, noticing what a kind of normal portion size of them would be if you're trying to keep it into a deficit. Because again, if you're trying to keep in for a deficit, you can't be spending two, 300 calories without even thinking about it. You're probably going to be needing to be accounting for that if you're getting very serious or if you're feeling a bit frustrated because things aren't moving in that direction, even without going into my fitness pal, just starting to use things that consistently measure um, your portions of things can be super interesting and quite insightful. So again, with your oats, it might be sort of five flat tablespoons is probably around 25 grams. Um, again, just looking at the size of um, portion servings, etc. And just thinking, well, even if I decide not to track, because that's quite triggering, how could I maybe just bring down the, the portion size overall? And I would say the easiest thing to do is think about what you need more of. And it's so um, transformative when you switch to more of the green leafy vegetables. So more of those high volume foods that are going to sit in your tummy, they're going to fill your tummy up, you're going to get that feeling of feeling satisfied. Your body's gonna have to work quite hard to break those vegetables down. And you're just going to have a plate of food that still looks really um, satisfying. And again, if you're like me, I like to eat in large volumes. But thinking about bulking up on those foods, I mean, please don't spend any time tracking green leafy vegetables or salad. Um, starchy carbs, yes, it's good to be mindful that you're maybe going for those three level um, scoops, sort of tablespoons, or, um, you know, measuring out like 40 to 50 grams, maybe depending on your goals, depending on how it suits your body, etc. But take the time to learn is what I'm saying. Because the other thing is, there can be so much kind of mindless, healthy snacking. And I suppose the problem can be if you are after fat loss, um, and you do start snacking on all these very healthy foods, that's brilliant and the micronutrients are fantastic but if you start adding in like three four medjool dates not not pointing fingers at anyone but you know it is the same um, energy content as probably having like a, a snickers bar so just reflecting on your healthy snacking habits thinking about what sort of portion size fits and aligns with the goal you want so you don't just get stuck and trapped 
in then getting really disheartened and feeling like healthy eating doesn't work and maybe reverting to um, habits that you had previously, because ultimately your body is still going to be in a much happier, healthier, um, better fueled position if you are snacking on nuts and medjool dates rather than having loads of super processed foods like chocolate bars, um, etc. So kind of, you know, sometimes you need just to get into those healthy habits first. But if you've been with the healthy habits a while, but you're still feeling like you're not seeing the fat loss results you want, then you need to start owning your healthy snacking habits and looking at the portion sizes and being realistic about it and starting to understand how they're contributing to your um, overall energy balance and your day. And if you are having things like snacking on fruit, obviously that is fantastic. You're not going to want to be um, taking that out. You all should be striving for at least five fruits and vegetables each day. Probably again, if you're trying to go for fat loss, it's going to be better to get most of your five a day from vegetables. Um, but if you are having a piece of fruit, think about what it's doing to your blood sugars. So if you're going to have um, an apple, maybe slicing it and popping, you know, a literal teaspoon or maybe a tablespoon, depends how much energy you want to spend on the snack of peanut butter with your apple slices, your blood response, your sugar levels are going to be much more stable than if you just have an apple. So if you have an apple on its own, you're going to get that spike of blood sugars. You pair it with some fat or some protein. So again, you could have a bit of cottage cheese with it. You're gonna be feeling really different in your body, in your blood sugar levels. So thinking about um, snacking on things that are mainly sugar, whether that's natural, it doesn't really matter with sugar. You're just really wanting to avoid these kind of peaks and troughs. And you're really looking to try and make sure that you have much more level blood sugars. It makes, um, it makes compliance with eating much easier if you're not getting these major sugar crashes so just trying to think okay i'm gonna have an apple but i'm gonna have like five walnuts at the same time or a few almonds um just to make sure that i'm kind of future proofing my blood sugars and you're not going to get that kind of sugar crash cycle where you kind of get the high you get the slump and then you're looking for more sugar so just have a little reflection about your healthy snacking habits but i would say for some of you guys who are coming from um, a place of eating which really didn't have nourishment at the forefront. If you just need to have a couple of months where you're just switching over to healthy eating behaviors, don't even worry yet about kind of looking at the portion size. That might be the next level of refinement. Initially, let's just get you feeling amazing and swapping out um, super processed foods for all of these natural, amazing um, foods is going to make you feel optimal. And then once you've embedded that habit of being the type of person that chooses the healthy option, if you are still finding that you're not living in the body composition that you want to, there's just a smaller tweak. So again, make sure you've got those building blocks. You're not trying to rush from zero um, to 100 all in one go. So I think that's all I wanted to say. Well, with my fitness pal, the only other thing I would say, and the reason I like people to move away from it, as soon as you've kind of recalibrated your eye and you've re-looked at your portions, is I think for me personally, it used to make me really hungry. And it was, I suppose it's a bit like my money spending habits. If I had the money in the bank, I'd want to just spend it all. So I'd kind of look at the day and 
I would sort of use up the calorie allowance very, very quickly and then probably come unstuck about 4 p.m. and then think, oh, just can't be bothered to track anymore and I'll start again tomorrow. So if you're like me, my fitness pal and me do not work well, but I know personally what measures out a portion and then I'll just do that consistently for the meals that reoccur in my day. But for some of you guys, you might be fine with it, but nobody let me stress, nobody needs to be using it for more than like, I would say two or three days. Or if there's a meal that you have on repeat a lot and you're not sure about the portions for it, or you're not sure about how much protein um, it's providing, of course, put it in, put it in retrospectively, make up some recipes that you um, do use frequently and just find out, okay, so how much protein is in that recipe that I love making? Just so you know, just so you kind of um, set a kind of level and a, uh, a focus of, okay, I want 25 grams of protein. I love this recipe I make. Oh, look, that's fantastic. That is 25 grams of protein, etc. So you can kind of even just use it um, to explore the types of recipes that you're already making for the family without any tweaks. And then it's quite simple, actually, with my fitness pal, if you've made a recipe, to just remove some things. So there's some really small things you can probably be doing, like cooking with less um, fat. Maybe you just use a spray instead of using like two tablespoons of olive oil. There can be really small things that you do that cumulatively add up. So again, it's just kind of a word of caution. If my fitness pal isn't something that's ever worked for you, you don't even need to do it, but do find some tablespoon scoops. Do kind of make sure that you are leveling those off because it's very different. I think once I, I measured like a tablespoon that I thought was a tablespoon of peanut butter with actually what is a tablespoon of peanut butter and all I can say, very disappointing. So I'm going to move on. And the other thing that has happened quite a little bit, just generally with you guys um, and the whole world, is the fact that COVID is still around. And it just made me start thinking, and I hope you guys are doing it already, but if you are being hit by unforeseen circumstances, like either family members coming down with COVID or you've um, come down with COVID yourself, um, or something else, an injury, something that is hindering your progress and frustrating you. I want you to work out whether you could reframe the um, reframe the barrier. So is there anything that this untoward um, incident means that you can focus on a little bit more? So if it is that you can't leave the house, maybe it's and you're feeling well enough that you can really start working through some recipes that you're going to take forward on rotation it might be that you can do a bit of batch cooking for yourself um, it might be that you can really start exploring how you like to nourish your body better if you are well there's the walking video which i think has been the savior for many people in isolation it might be that you can just kind of clear out a bit of your house or do some just sorting. So mentally, when you're coming out of this, you're feeling revived, you're feeling refreshed, that you've sort of taken some rest. If you've got an injury and you're needing to take time out from training, so if you think you've got those three fundamental principles of the West Beach Fitness Method, you've got your training, you've got your nourishment, and you've got your movement, if at any point in time, one of those just isn't possible to attend to, that might be a really great time to have a singular focus. 
So it doesn't really matter which one gets knocked out. It really might afford you a little bit more brain power to take some time to look at your movement patterns if you're able to, or if you can't, maybe you can look at your nourishment a little bit closer, or maybe you can look at your training a little bit closer if you're sort of stuck in the house and you're well and it's a family member that's meaning you can't get out. So is there anything you could do to reframe the situation? Um, and again, if you are able to leave the house, just remembering that really helpful mindset shift of, okay, so I get to leave the house. So maybe your partner comes home and you're having to isolate a child. That doesn't mean you have to isolate. So maybe even if they get back late, you earmark a bit of time. You make sure that you're weatherproof, that you're dark proofed, and you get out with a podcast in your ears and you still get your steps because you get to do that. That is a possibility for you. So just again, coming into these things that could be perceived as barriers and just finding out if there's anything you could do to reframe the situation. If there's any way you could place your focus, what do you still have control over? What can you still work on? What do you get to do still? And hopefully as the days are getting brighter, I'm literally sitting here with sunshine in my face, which is fantastic. Hopefully these things are gonna get easier. Us guys have gone through um, autumn, and winter and there's just a little sniff of spring so hopefully it's going to make everything that little bit easier but we know there's 12 months in the year and if anything there, it, there's never a more important time to get out into daylight than um, probably January February time so making sure you're getting out exposing yourself to some sunlight making sure you're taking vitamin d all of these things making sure that you're looking after yourselves and not, I'm just going to have a little uh, check through my copious notes. So I think we only have about 30 uh, minutes on the podcast. So I'm probably going to have to uh, stop talking very soon. But the only other thing I wanted to talk about very quickly, and I think this is actually a reflection on my own um, training, is if you're not embracing increasing your resistance yet, and I think I do mention it quite a bit, particularly in the videos, I revisited a video um, that I recorded, well, it was probably well over a year ago, and I have noticed that recently I've definitely been incrementally increasing my weights and I'm actually noticing sort of physical changes again. So if you are somebody who's stuck with the same hand weights, I really want you, if you're in a position to do it, to think about investing in your range of weights and whether it's time to start shifting up because we need to make sure that we are stimulating that muscle, particularly if you're wanting or you're looking for tone and you're looking to live in a body that's that bit more metabolic and easier to look after. So on that note, just get yourselves some new resistance if you can. Any questions, let me know. If you can share the podcast, I'll be very grateful and i will be speaking with you next week all right guys stay strong bye